You're listening to the Mindful Psychology Podcast, a podcast designed to explore mindfulness, psychology, neuroscience, and various aspects of holistic health. My name is Jen. I'm your host. I'm also a therapist, an educator, and a yoga teacher. Join me and brilliant guests as we explore various topics and offer you actionable steps so that you can be informed and intentional about your health and well-being. Now sit back, relax, maybe take a notebook out, and let's dive in. Hi everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Mindful Psychology Podcast. My name is Jen, I'm your host, and today I want to talk about anxiety and positive thinking and all of that stuff that I've been talking about this week, the past few days, sort of um, on social. So first of all, um, I just wanted to say that I am on TikTok. I was resistant for a while, <laughs> but I am on TikTok now and you can find me island.therapist uh, or Jen Angela. I think you could find me under both, but I am under Island Therapist. That is my username. You can find me there. Uh, you can find me on TikTok and obviously I'm on Instagram and I was talking a bit on TikTok about uh, thought reframes and how we can understand our thoughts and how they affect our feelings and our behaviors and all of that. Um, and so I just wanted to dive into that a little bit more because obviously I know that it's not that simple. Like it's not as simple as just saying, oh, my thoughts affect my feelings. Therefore, I'm just going to think positively, right? Uh, it isn't that simple. And I'm aware of that, uh, you know, but these platforms really are not there to like, they don't really give you much space to elaborate on specific topics, right? So at least on the podcast, I can elaborate a little bit more and hopefully offer you a little bit more insight into what I mean and into how it, this, at least this, these types of tools can help you. So I just wanted to say that first and foremost. Secondly, what did I want to say? Um, you can join my Patreon if you, or Patreon, Patreon, I still haven't decided how I'm going to say that word. But if you do want to join my Patreon or my Patreon, you can do so. You have three options. You have the the first two options, which are connect home options, general content options, and then the third option, which is the boundaries for balance option. That is the boundaries for, ban for balance membership. And this one is you get all the things that you'd get in the first two memberships, plus boundary specific content and a boundary specific live meeting and Q&A. So that's the big difference with that one. Uh, and for the first two, you get uh, exclusive content, bonus episodes. And with the second one, uh, you get a live, a monthly live meeting Q&A with me. Uh, in the first one, you don't. It's just for like extra content if you want extra content. And the second one is all of that stuff plus live meeting Q&A. And then the third one, Boundaries for Balance, where you get all of that plus the boundary specific content and boundary live meeting Q&A. So I just wanted to say that you can find me on Patreon. You can find these links in the show notes. I put them in the show notes. They're on my Instagram. You can find them in the link. Just click community and memberships or community memberships rather. And you'll find all of that stuff there and you can join and all of that. If you have any questions, just let me know. Okay. I always answer questions. So please don't hesitate. If you have any questions, please ask me and I will answer your question. So again, today is about anxiety and positive thinking. And as I said in my stories, because I did say in my stories earlier that I wasn't going to talk about, uh, I wasn't going to slam positive or toxic positivity rather. 
but that it would come up. And that is true. Uh, the reason why the, so I had changed my mind about what I wanted to talk about today. And that's why I'm actually recording this in pretty real time. Like I'm going to be putting it out same day. So, <laughs> so that uh, doesn't usually happen, but this one, this time it is happening. Um, often it's more likely to happen with, with solo episodes. So here we are talking about anxiety. So the first thing I want to unpack, okay. So I believe in manifesting and in vision boards and in positive thinking and in crushing limiting beliefs. I do believe in this and in, in that I think that it's important to manifest and to be clear about what you want because it gives you direction and these are goals for you. Uh, it helps you stay aligned and it helps you stay focused and motivated when it's really hard to stay focused and motivated, which obviously happens because that's life. That being said, I also believe that that it's not that simple, that you can say all you want, that you want to crush your limiting beliefs and that you want to manifest and that you want to offer different truths to your thoughts, which we'll get into in a minute, but it's not that simple. It really is not. And the reason why these beliefs are in the back of our minds and in our subconscious are because they are core beliefs that we have about ourselves and that we've had for a very long time. And for this reason, it does take more than just telling yourself oh, well, I'm going to offer different truths to my thoughts. So let's first talk about that cycle that I mentioned in my stories and in my TikToks. Okay. Or rather in my reels and in my TikToks. So so the first thing is that, yes, I we're trying to, under, if we believe or if we understand that our thoughts affect our behavior, our feelings, which affects our behaviors, that is that is grand. That is a great first step. But what does this actually mean? So our thoughts are going to be based on, for example, uh, how I perceive the world around me. This will be based on my beliefs and on my my core beliefs, basically. And if my core beliefs were born from trauma and you know childhood trauma or trauma that happened later on or just unresolved trauma and unresolved pains that I've not dealt with, then my core beliefs are going to be, imagine your core beliefs as something that you can contaminate, okay? You have core beliefs and they can get contaminated. If terrible things happen, if difficult things happen to us, it will affect our core beliefs, especially when we're younger and we don't have the emotional bandwidth or the emotional maturity to notice something and then say, okay, well, how am I going to make sure that I do not take this on? Or how do I make sure that this doesn't become me, right? Or affect my beliefs at my very core. And that is really difficult to do because even later on as adults, when things happen to us, it's very easy for us to take it on. When we're in pain, we're very much taking on that pain. That's why it's so challenging. So that's very difficult, but it's especially difficult when you're a child and you don't have this emotional maturity and this ability to have these kinds of conversations with yourself. It's very difficult. So when these things happen and you grow up in this way, it's kind of like your core beliefs are born from this chaos or this trauma or this pain. And then your core beliefs become warped and skewed in the direction of this trauma. So you will believe that you're not worthy or you will believe that you know you, you need to be perfect or you that love is a certain way or that you need to do this to be loved and that it has to be perfect or else and all that it might be, right? Depending on what your core beliefs are. And this affects our thoughts because if our core beliefs are, are contaminated with these negative 
events and these negative ha- these yeah well these negative events basically if our core beliefs are dunked in this and they're then that means that if you put take these core beliefs now and you put them over a canvas they're going to smear this negativity on the canvas and then we're going to look at this canvas and be like oh well that's awful that then triggers negative thoughts and then when this becomes automatic all the time like when this becomes the norm because we're constantly in these chaotic painful situations then our thoughts are negative on in an automatic way it's no longer oh yeah i have a negative thought because that negative thing happened now we're just waiting for the next shoe to drop we're just expecting the bad thing to happen because it always seems to so now no matter what's being smeared on the canvas we are seeing it negatively because first and foremost yes our core beliefs are possibly not helping right and so that's a big factor but also because we're just having these negative automatic thoughts because that's what we're used to and in a way it's almost our our way of protecting ourselves and saying you know we're waiting for the next shoe to drop so we may as well just bring the shoe down ourselves that's what leads to that kind of behavior and so if those are your thoughts and your thoughts affect your feelings then what do you think that says about your feelings if that's how your thoughts are well then of course you're going to feel bad you're going to feel unworthy you're going to feel anxious you're going to feel unloved you're going to feel uh you know um like you're not doing things right and like you're not doing enough and you're going to burn out you're going to exhaust yourself you're going to feel depressed this is what ends up happening and now imagine if your feelings affect your behaviors and you're feeling the way you're feeling how is that going to affect your actions going to affect them negatively you're going to do things that come from feelings that are negative and by the time it goes from your core beliefs to your actions there's been a lot of festering i feel like i'm using really weird analogies today but anyway there's going to have been a lot of festering of these feelings and thoughts and beliefs by the time they get to your actions by the time they get to your actions you might be so disconnected from them and so unaware of what's going on that you don't even realize that there is another way to live. You might not even realize that there is an alternative because you're constantly in this feeling, in this gunk, in this pain, and that's what will lead you to developing unhealthy habits. Okay? And this is very very common and it happens to a lot of us and if not all uh when we don't resolve what's going on and when we don't try to take conscious action on our subconscious mind so that's what's really important here okay is to understand that yes there are things that we cannot control but there are things that we can control and whilst we can't go back and fix the things that have happened to us that have affected our negative beliefs or our negative core beliefs that are damaging to us we can try to understand what they are why they're there and how we can change them because we can change our core beliefs and that's part of healing it's understanding that our core beliefs might be that way but it's not because they're truth they're core beliefs it's what we believe at our core to be true but it's not what is true you can decide what's true for better for worse might i add okay you can decide what is true So if you're taking your core beliefs and you're understanding why they're there, why you believe those things, that would be the first step and we're not going to get into that in this podcast episode uh, or on this podcast for that matter, but that work can be done. But then when we're looking at our thoughts and our feelings and our our behaviors, what we want to identify is what our automatic thoughts are. So for example, this might look like someone not answering you or leaving you on read and not answering your message. and then you assuming that you said something wrong or you assuming that you did something wrong and that they don't like you that they're mad at you that they you know that they're just upset with you 
This is a negative automatic thought. And you're expecting this to happen probably because it has to do with some core beliefs you have about, you know, upsetting people. And you fear that you upset people. Or you fear that you mess up and that then they're not going to like you. And that's a very big fear for you and it brings you a lot of anxiety. And then when that happens, when you have that automatic thought, well then, of course, you can't get away from it because it's bringing you this anxiety. You then get all activated and then you're stuck in this negative thought And then you feel bad, of course, because this negative thought is consuming your body and your mind and your heart and your emotions and everything. So, of course, you're feeling awful. Then you start to feel the thought, right? Because that's why you're feeling awful physically. But then you feel really bad emotionally. And then you'll resort to behaviors that are not helping you, like self-soothing in toxic ways or self-soothing in ways that are not helpful for you, like alcohol or binging or or drugs or uh, avoidance, uh, you're just binge watching Netflix, which, you know, I know we laugh a lot about, but there can be, there's something to be said also about not being able to, to be part of reality. Like if being in reality and your reality scares you and it's difficult for you, there's something to be said about that, you know? So what do you do to soothe yourself when it becomes too much? Do you have these moments where you're feeling so anxious, you just need to turn on your favorite show because it all just feels too much and you need to escape? There's something to be said about that. Like that, that's worth looking into. Okay. And now it's not to say that binging is bad or that watching your favorite Netflix show is bad or that having a day in bed where you're watching television is bad. It's just that we don't want this to become pattern. We don't want this to become a habit. And we certainly don't want this to become something that you automatically do when you don't feel good, <clears throat> especially when you're not feeling good because of thought processes and because of things that are happening or that you think are happening. And now Regardless whether the thing is happening or not, we want to be careful of what we do in situations that are ch- that are challenging for us because, well, it damages us, right? We don't want to do things that are damaging to us, so we want to be careful. But now moving back to the thoughts, if we think that this person doesn't like us because they're not answering our message, what if, and this is what I talked about in my video, what if we offer different truths to our thoughts? What if this person does not dislike you? Like, what if this person is just busy and actually loves what you've said and actually has no problem with what you've said and is really just slammed and cannot answer you right now but will answer you and everything's going to be just fine what if there's another alternative that's also equally as good and that you know that's the option you know what if it's all those things what if you can leave things undone what if it can what if it is good enough as it is what if you are worthy as you are what if it doesn't have to be perfect. What if you don't have to do everything perfectly? What if you can take time off to, to take care of yourself? What if all of these things, how does that then affect your feelings? If you for, take a moment and imagine, what if you are worthy of success? What if you are capable of succeeding and doing well? What if you are able to get all the things that you dream for yourself? What if you will get those things? How does that then affect your feelings? And then when you, when you know that, how does that then affect your actions? You're obviously going to feel, you know, more pumped, more positive. You're going to get a little bit of a rush and then you'll feel motivated to take positive action. But when you're not thinking that way and you're thinking that I'm for sure not going to get any of these things, well, then of course you're going to feel bad. You're going to feel discouraged and you're not going to want to deal with it. And so you're going to self-sabotage, you're going to escape and you're going to get into these other realities that you could, where you feel you have more control. Like for example, daydreaming or, uh, you know, constantly 
escaping your reality to be part of another where you can be in control. This is called maladaptive daydreaming. And while a certain level of daydreaming is health is fine, it's it's it becomes a problem when it's it overtakes your life and you spend more time in that than in your reality. And this applies to also watching the television too much or, you know, always constantly needing to be stimulated or under the influence or in another reality, basically, because it becomes too difficult for you to be in your current reality. And the the, the thing here to understand, like the big issue I have with this as well is like, okay, you can change your positive, you can change your thoughts for positive thoughts. But what if the truth is that? What if there's verifiable evidence to that truth and it is just a negative truth and it makes you feel bad? What happens then? So I've been giving this a lot of thought and here's what I have to say about that. If something bad has happened and that's what you're thinking about and then that's your truth. This bad thing did happen. You're going through a conflict with a family member or with a partner or with a friend or maybe something bad happened at work or in your life. <clears throat> if that thought is true and it's negative, what other thoughts come with it about yourself? Right? You can have thoughts about the event, but what really becomes a problem is when you have thoughts about yourself. And I know you might be wondering, like, what's the difference? Like, if something bad happens, I just feel bad. Yes, that's true. But it's also because there are other thoughts there. And now, of course, I don't know exactly what is happening or what you might be thinking of right now or what event you're talking about. I'm just taking a general idea of, okay, maybe your thought is negative and the truth is like a verifiable truth and something bad has happened. Of course, that's going to make you feel bad. And of course, you're going to behave like somebody who feels bad. I get that. I am not suggesting that you ignore everything and that you try to be positive about something that's obviously difficult. That's really not what I'm suggesting here. In fact, even like in general, that should never be your go-to. That's never what I'm suggesting. Um, so, but what I am saying is, if this is what you're having as a thought, if this is what's in your mind, what other thoughts are associated with it? What thoughts are you taking on? What are, are you blaming yourself? Do you feel guilty? Do you feel angry at yourself? Do you feel stupid? Do you feel silly? Are you angry at someone? Is there resentment building up? Is there, are you feeling defensive? Are you feeling really activated? You know, what is it that you're also feeling and thinking uh, about the situation? You know, for example, a breakup. Are you feeling okay, you broke up. That's that's a negative thing to think about. That's a negative thought. Of course, it doesn't feel good. There's a grieving process there. Absolutely. And this does not eclipse or replace the grieving process. This is, there is a grieving process. Absolutely. But in terms of our thoughts and our feelings and our behaviors, what can be said about that right now? Okay. We're thinking, well, I'm, I'm probably thinking a bunch of other things. Like, yes, the breakup sucks, but there are also things I'm thinking, right? Maybe I'm upset. Maybe I'm resentful. Maybe I'm bitter. Maybe I'm, I'm thinking that I'm stupid because I got fooled. Or maybe I'm thinking that I'm angry because how could they do this to me? Or maybe I'm thinking that I made a mistake because I, I missed them and maybe I was wrong. And like, we're thinking all the things, right? There are so many things that you could be thinking. Now, what are those thoughts doing to your feelings? That's that's what I'm trying to say here. And how are those feelings affecting your behaviors? So we take a thought and we think, okay, this is no longer about the breakup though. This is no longer about the event. These are thoughts I'm having about myself. This is me taking on this pain, having thoughts around it, 
uh, so uh, you know assigning truths to these thoughts and then it's affecting my beha- my feelings and my behaviors there's they're they're affecting my feelings and my behaviors and that's where the change can happen okay so instead we're thinking okay i'm struggling with this right now i'm struggling with feeling Uh, resentment or I'm struggling with feeling regret or like maybe I did something wrong or I feel silly because I broke up with them and now I miss them or uh, I feel like I, I need closure or I don't feel like it's resolved and right you're thinking of all these things and then they're making you feel uneasy and anxious and sad and and consumed and then you're going to give in to wanting to self-soothe in ways that are more often than not in these cases not actually helpful to you so what can be done? Well, the first thing is to understand that if we are dealing with negative thoughts that have a verifiable truth to them in terms of, yes, okay, this bad event has taken place, that is not a thought. That is a that is a, an event, right? So separating that from your thoughts, okay? I know it's difficult, I know, but that's the first step. We're taking the, the event away from our thoughts. Now, what thoughts do I have with regards to that event? Now we're dealing with thoughts, And now we're dealing with thoughts becoming what they are because of core beliefs. How we're interpreting the world around us, how we're interpreting this event based on core beliefs. And based on what happened, of course, but also the combination of our core beliefs with the event is what is going to shape our thought and then our feelings and then our behaviors. So separate the thought from the event, the thoughts from the event, understand what the thoughts are, why they're there. If you already have knowledge and insight into your core beliefs and what they tend to display as thoughts or what they tend to do to your thoughts, that's great. If not, it's time to explore, maybe. Then you take your thoughts and then you start to say, okay, so these are thoughts. Like, you are not your thoughts. But they do matter, of course. So connect with them. Get in touch with them. See what's up. See what's going on. Then... How are these thoughts affecting my feelings? How are they affecting my behaviors in terms of how am I feeling now? And what do I feel like doing to feel better? That's the that's the trajectory. Those are the questions you want to ask yourself. And then you take those thoughts. Are there alternative truths here that I could assign? Am I stupid for not having left earlier? No, I was in love. Um, I'm just snowballing some examples here, like um, not snowballing, spitballing. Anyway, these are just some examples. What am I, am I, am I stupid for not having left earlier? No, I was in love. I was doing my best. I was doing what I thought was right. Now I left or I feel wronged. Am I stupid for not having seen that something was going on behind my back? What if I'm not stupid? What if I'm not an idiot? What if I, what if, you know, I'm not a fool. What if I was just in love and I was doing my best and I was giving someone I love the benefit, the benefit of the doubt, which is love. What if I've done nothing wrong? What if this is not my fault? How does that then affect my feelings? Now, this is not to say that you're not going to feel sad still. Like I said, there's a grieving process. But how does this affect the process that I go through from thought to feeling to action? That's the important thing here. I also just want to say that in terms of toxic positivity, the reason why I have a bit of a problem with that is that, or rather... Yeah, the reason why I have a bit of a problem with that is because, like, yes to boundaries, yes to positive vibes, yes to happy thoughts over negative thoughts. Like, yes, of course, isn't that all? Isn't that what we all want? Yes. But, and no, you are not your thoughts, and no, like, you should not take on pain and things that are going on. Absolutely. But you still owe it to yourself to honor your thoughts and your feelings. You still owe it to yourself to go through the grieving process 
in difficult situations uh, at the end of, of something, right? Like you still owe it to yourself to investigate kindly and explore why you might be feeling what you're feeling and why you're thinking what you're thinking um, and what that means for you, right? So, and I've talked about this a lot and I know that not everybody will agree with me, but I think it's important to ask yourself questions. I think it's important to ask yourself why you feel a certain way. So yes, for example, unfollow people who don't inspire you, sure, you right? But ask yourself, like, why is that person triggering you? Like, if it's just not inspiring and you're over it, like, whatever, okay, that's fine. But if this person's triggering you, so you want to unfollow them because they trigger you, fine, unfollow them, of course, but ask yourself, like, why are you triggered by this person? Chances are it's not really about the person. Like, it might be that there's something else there, right? So, so you owe it to yourself to just look into what that means for you because... Otherwise, you're never really dealing with what's in your heart and what's in your mind. So I think it's just important to, like I said, kindly investigate and explore your thoughts and your feelings so that you can understand them and actually make conscious decisions in your life about yourself and about what you want in your life and who you want in your life and how you want to live. I think it's just really important. So I just wanted to say that. Um, because then it just, it, I just find it becomes avoidant, essentially, is what I'm trying to say. Like, especially with boundaries. I know I talk a lot about boundaries. I, I you know, I help a lot of couples with boundaries and individuals with boundaries and therapy and in coaching. And I just, I think that the the biggest lesson with boundaries is that it's it, it, it becomes a problem when it becomes avoidant or a means to not check ourselves if we're not checking ourselves in life, then we're not really setting boundaries. Like if we're not in touch with who we are and what our values are and, and what we need out of life, then how could we actually be setting healthy boundaries? Maybe they're just commands after that or a means to control a situation or to manipulate someone. But are they really healthy boundaries that we place emotionally regulated in line with our values and that also allow the other people to express themselves? Like, you know, and, and, and allow them to exist. Boundaries should allow others to exist as well. They should allow for space for everybody. But of course, there, there are limits for us and boundaries for us. But it doesn't mean that we're just like writing out or writing off other people and other realities. We all have our own realities, right? So I think there's a balance to be found with boundaries, hence the boundaries for balance premise. But more importantly here it's just I don't know to me actually no I, I do know <laughs> to, to I, I just think that the biggest important thing to remember with boundaries is that it should not stop you from growing in life so it's not just about no and no and no and no and no it's about like no okay but also how can I grow how can I move forward from here how can I do more how can this truly be beneficial to me. This is not to say that you have to justify why you're stating boundaries. This does not mean that you have to put up with things that are not okay. I don't mean that. And it certainly doesn't mean that you have to allow people, they allow people to mistreat you or anything like that. I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying though, is that they shouldn't be like a defense mechanism. They shouldn't be done when you're feeling reactive. They shouldn't be as in like, you shouldn't decide on these things when you're feeling emotionally reactive or when you're uh, or if you're trying to manipulate someone or control a situation that wouldn't be helpful to you to to create boundaries in situations like that it's it's certainly not helpful to me um when i if i if i were to do that it wouldn't be helpful to me boundaries are helpful when they 
when you when when they're aligned with you and your values you're not even aligned with you and your values when you're reactive and when you're defensive and when you're going through a distressing situation you know this is not to say that you're doing anything wrong or that you're you know you're wrong of course this is all valid this is normal we all go through this we all struggle with this and finding that balance is really challenging but i think that the most important thing is to remember that they are for balance and they are for protection and for safety and for growth most importantly they should allow for growth um like yes we use the word limits because yes you should know the limits to what you're okay with and what you're not okay with and 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 that's important yes but not that they limit you and your growth this is not even about the other person anymore this is about you and what is beneficial to you so that's where yeah they can become a problem if they if they go into a avoidant behavior and into um you know not checking ourselves now of course there there are some reasons why we might be avoidant and there are some difficult things that we go through in life where you know we want to block it out we want to avoid these things because they were hurtful to us especially traumatic situations we'll find that a lot i you know again not suggesting that that strict boundaries are not important there at all at all at all um in fact Boundaries are so important in those situations, but again, all with the goal to grow and move forward and and to, to be able to grow, yes, in a protected and safe way, but nevertheless to grow. So I just wanted to say that about boundaries and about positive thinking in general and you know that the whole toxic psycho, toxic positivity thing, uh, that is my issue with it. And that, you know, to an extent yes with what's what's being said is true like we want to be positive we want to feel good we want to be good but there's also work to be done to get there there's also a process there are different processes actually and there's work to be done and there's healing to be done and that's the beauty of it in my opinion so yeah that's what I think about that I'm curious to know what you think about that um do let me know I'd love to know so yeah that's what I wanted to say about that um all to say that yes, the thoughts, the feelings, and the behaviors, that's my take on that. If you have any questions, do let me know. I'd also love to hear your questions. I always love hearing your questions, actually, especially about this stuff, because I know it's very prevalent. And like I said, there's a lot of talk out there about positive thinking and about manifesting. And and I, and I one more thing I want to say about that, and that's my closing statement, I think, is that again, with the manifestation and the subconscious thinking, or like the subconscious mind and the crushing limiting beliefs, Yes, those things are all important, but there's work to be done to get there. It's not just by repeating things to yourself or looking at a vision board all the time only that you will get to untangling, troubling core beliefs so that you will get to uh, that you will get to a point where you're having healthy processes from thought to feeling to action, right? It, it takes time, it takes understanding, it takes healing. So, and work and not work in a bad way. I don't know. I don't really like that word, but, uh, but yeah, it takes work. It takes, it's work, <laughs> but it's good work, you know? So it's important. And whilst looking at a vision board and manifesting and thinking positively and, and all of that stuff is great and it's important, it's great to have that along with also some internal work, some, some deep internal work, uh, some understanding, some exploration and some in and gaining some insight into why we're even having the negative thoughts in the first place, why we have the difficult beliefs in the first place. And then of course, yes, uh, positive action and conscious action toward developing new habits that are better for us, that are healthy for us and that bring us toward our goals and you know, how we want to live and who we want to be and all of that stuff, of course, but definitely also some some understanding, some exploration, some healing, and some work. 
So there you have it, my friends. That is it today on taking conscious action (laughs) on your subconscious mind, understanding anxiety and pains and challenges and how to to find positive ways of dealing with it. Um, Not toxic ways, um, but positive ways, truly positive ways. And, uh, And there you have it. So I hope that you enjoyed that episode. I will see you next, well, I will talk to you next week. We'll have a wonderful, very special guest on the show next week. Very excited for that episode. And we also have some exciting things coming up. If you love this podcast and you like this content or you love this content, please give me a five-star review uh, and rating. You can leave a review as well if you want to. You can just leave a rating or a review and a rating. It really helps support the show, so thank you so, so much. If you do, do let me know when you do because sometimes they don't show up right away and so I might not be able to see it and thank you. Um, So do let me know. Take a screenshot or something or just tell me and I will thank you personally because it truly does mean a lot to me and I really appreciate it. So like I said, if you have an iPhone or you're using the Apple podcasts to listen to these episodes, you can easily go leave a five-star rating and a review and it would help me so much. So thank you very much. Of course, if you want to join the Patreon as well, that's great. If you have any questions about that before you join, do let me know on Instagram or on my website. You can submit a contact form or just reach out to me on Instagram, jen.angela, jen with a G dot Angela on Instagram. You'll find me there. I'll answer any questions you have. Until next week, bye-bye.